where where is the cloud? Is it a cloud of your choosing, or is it right? What cloud? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, let's we can try. We can try. Okay. It's on. Okay. Well, welcome to the Spark One Sixty Six. The distinction is what you can distinguish. You can use. You can choose. I'll say it again. What you can distinguish, you can choose. And the notes. If you can choose something, you can put your attention on it and go there. If you cannot distinguish a new opportunity, if you don't even notice that something completely different from this is possible right now, how can you choose it? Making powerful distinctions opens new options to choose from. The problem is modern culture asserts that new concepts and new information are sufficient to bring you into a new relationship with the world, but they are not. At the same time, modern culture doesn't want you to, doesn't want you free to make new distinctions. Western society pounds you with an avalanche of new information and technology breakthroughs every day. But by dedicating yourself to understanding all this, what really changes? Certainly your mind's capacity stretches while trying to hold so much data. You may accurately parrot the latest news, but what results can you create? Can it be, could it be that more information is not the answer. What can make a difference in your creation powers? What opens territory for new behavior? What generates new clarity, authenticity, and intimacy in relationship? What activates new perceptions and new experiments? It isn't information, it is distinctions. There is a difference between understanding new information and being able to establish and use a new distinction. Fresh information gives you something new to think about. Fresh distinctions give you new leverage points to think with. A distinction activates your capacity to discern between two things that you previously assumed were merely one thing. Your ability to navigate gets refined, not because things change, but because you change. Getting a new distinction changes who you are. It is commonly understood in certain circles that in order to do the impossible, you must first be able to see the invisible. In other words, creating new possibilities for yourself and others depends on clearly distinguishing what was until now indistinguishable. Since the possibility manager's main service is explaining and implementing new possibilities, your skills improve by making distinctions about distinctions. For example, there are four kinds of distinctions. Intellectual body distinctions based on a specific set of concepts, such as classifying animals and plants into their proper kingdom, phylum, class, order, 
family, genus, and species, or guarding against circular logic, or making clear PowerPoint presentations, or producing useful instruction manuals. Physical body distinctions, for example, a cook sensing how much salt to put in the soup to make it taste right, or an exercise instructor distinguishing how far to stretch certain muscles, or a mechanic determining why a car doesn't work, or a shopper discerning qualities of vegetables. Emotional body distinctions such as identifying and unmixing mixed feelings or distinguishing a here and now adult feeling from the three emotions and their sources or using feelings to make boundaries or ask for what you want or a musician sensing the mood of music she's writing. Energetic body distinctions such as detecting purpose, locating your center, sensing what people are doing with their attention and why, distinguishing which ego state is talking, holding and navigating spaces, avoiding low drama, creating high drama, or effectively interacting with your archetypal lineage. The world is far richer in subtlety than modern culture would lead you to perceive. Consciously using your energetic body's experiential distinctions gives you precise navigation in the subtle domains. The more subtle your distinctions, the more clarity you have to navigate what happens next. The purpose of focusing your everyday intentions on making distinctions is to provide better service. Think of someone with skills that are irreplaceable when needed. A brain surgeon, computer technician, seamstress, or animal whisperer. It is their subtlety of experiential distinctions that makes them able to reshape reality in a useful way. The same is true with the possibility manager. One woman's magic is another woman's technology. If you can make a distinction that someone else needs but cannot make, they become your client. They hire you because your distinctions can bring them valuable new personal and professional possibilities. This is about you coming into your own power to serve. Anything uh, jump out at you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of old Sparks and uh, the Radiant Joy Brilliant Love study group sessions, and there's like every time there's something that you kind of stick to, and uh -huh. you realize like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that too. Uh, <laughs> Then you go into this kind of liquid state and like, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's really, um, you, you learn, you learn a lot, but it's really kind of, sometimes you just want to quit. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is too much. 
it would be so much easier to just live in <laughs> ignorance. Right. <laughs> just go about and, you know, not bother about anything. But now that you kind of get clarity about so many things, you kind of realize every time, okay, the, okay, so that's the gremlin reaction. And okay, here's the low drama. And, and yeah. um, it was really kind of fascinating, but it's it's not it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not, it's easy not. definitely not, right? Yeah. Did you? Uh, was there a, a? Well, I guess what you're saying is that it it just kind of all all made sense, or it it spoke to you. Is there anything specific? <clears throat> Uh, about this spark or in, in general? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. Hmm. It's the release these least last weeks and months, you kind of, uh, I've, I've le learning how to kind of distinguish, you know, different parts and different emotions and it's really is a, it's really helpful so so it's I can't really point out anything uh, particular yeah I, I was thinking last night as I was um Last night, as I wasn't able to sleep so well, and knowing I was going to be getting up very early this morning, I, um, at first I thought, oh, it's the wind blowing that I can't sleep. And then I remembered that um, several times during the day, I had opportunities to um, eat sugar. And... I took every single opportunity and and unusually my stomach, you know, will be a little upset. And if it is in the night, I can't, I, you know, it keeps me awake. Mm -hmm. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't like a bad stomach ache, but it was, it was um, enough to keep me from falling asleep. And, um, and I was thinking, you know, that was my gremlin. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm taking this role this morning of holding space for this group, which I wasn't hugely anxious about, but still I was anxious and, um, and getting up early, I wanted to be sure I was on time. And um, I just, I feel like around sugar right now, um, not just right now, for a while now, um, I pretty much let my gremlin have as much sugar as it wants, as I want. 
So that's not a huge problem in terms of other problems in my life, but it's something that um, thinking that, oh, it's my gremlin and I don't have it on a leash around sugar, uh, this could be pointing to other other things, other problems, other issues. And uh, I have this picture of having my gremlin on a, on a leash. And I look at it sometimes, it's right there on the wall, but I, I haven't really practiced a lot with it. Um, which is to say, I haven't practiced with the distinction of, oh, you know, like what's happening now? What, what is this choice I'm making that doesn't even feel like a choice? You know, like somebody put some gummy bears in a bowl and I'm like, look, I'm sorry, you're going to put that in a bowl, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat all of them. I just pushed them all in my hand. And they were so good. <laughs> and, you know, now and then it's fine, but that, uh, I didn't, yeah, anyway. So that was one thing that stood out to me. I have another really huge thing, but maybe I'll save that for the experiment. I'm going to read the experiment if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> practice distinguishing and explaining new possible options so clearly that either you get what you want or others get what they want even though the options are not on the menu. Deliver the distinctions like an artist applies paint on a blank canvas. Look closely at what is there. Then use precise distinctions to paint a doorway into what, previously, into what was previously regarded as a solid barrier. Give the door a name. Use words innovatively as a bridge to convey the new possibility directly into other people's bodies so they can find the handle and open the door themselves. It can help if you memorize and apply some of these distinction phrases. There is a difference between, or what if you distinguish, quote, or, can you notice that or from this other viewpoint, you can see that dot, 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 or would you be willing to try dot, 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 or what would change if we discerned dot, 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 or if you regard yourself as a new identity, as some new identity, would it be possible to dot, dot, dot. Practice landing experiential distinctions in the energetic bodies of a team as a way of proposing options that did not exist 
before so the team can implement the new options. For example, go to the school where your children go, if they go to school at all, and explain about the harmful effects of technopenuria phobia, the fear of losing modern technology and then not being able to survive on the earth. Continue until learning low-tech life skills as a technopenuria phobia healing process is added to the daily school cur curriculum. Since there are only two things in life, bullshit and nothing, practice distinguishing between useful bullshit and not useful bullshit. What is the difference in their purpose? Which bullshit creates high drama and which bullshit creates low drama? Use distinctions to empower people to feed their gremlin, gremlins by creating high drama. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> now I'm just kind of uh, thinking about the, there are just two things in life, bullshit and nothing. <laughs> Showstopper. Wow, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, um, I mean, I can't really remember any time in my life that I had a, a clear view about like this is the way it should be done and, and you know, it is the only option. I mean, there always seems to be that there was always like, I was always aware of that there are so many different things you could do and different styles or ways you could do things. and. Uh, so, so I'm always struggling with when I meet people that are like, okay, it's A, and if it's not A, then it's definitely B, and there's, uh -huh. you know, that's everything. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what? What do you mean? There's only A and B. I mean, there's like a million opportunities. So yeah, that's really kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I like the invitation to um, practice landing experiential distinctions in the energetic bodies of, of the team as a way of proposing options. It's like, yeah, how? And the whole, the, that first paragraph of the experiment is about you know, painting, painting a doorway and <laughs> it just, it seems great, but, and give the door a name. And I love this idea. I love that. And I also feel like 
most of my life I have thought outside of the box of, you know, kind of mainstream ways of thinking. But um, yeah, I would be curious to apply this to something that I'm thinking about these days. Unless if you, if do you if you have something you want to bring in, uh, yeah, I mean this. I I get the feeling that I'm already experimenting with this most of the time. <laughs> uh, so, but, but then I uh, kind of wonder if I is is that going to go gremlin superiority kind of thing? I've already done this. I know oh. this. <laughs> yeah, but but it really is. I, I kind of it's really I I kind of enjoy that. In a way, well, I think that's my gremlin feeding on me, introducing possibilities that nobody has thought of. I get because that that could also be kind of a uh, uh, in a way, it's still kind of a, a high drama, <laughs> or uh, hoping to get to high drama instead of. Um, because uh, yeah there's very often I mean there people have have these certain I mean there's this certain path that they move along and you know if they kind of okay so this is the way it has been done so we will do it <laughs> this way because you know it, Right. So, like it's, yeah. I think it's. I get. I feel so sad that it's so often not even considered what could be possible. That it's just okay. These two or three options is the one we. This is what we have. Right. Do you feel like you have? Has it been, has it worked to bring in the options? Like, has it landed with the people you've, you've brought in options to? Uh, some, sometimes it does and sometimes it, it doesn't. Sometimes I get this, uh, this, this, this silence. Silence? Oh. Yeah. You know, they don't really agree, but they are too polite to, <laughs> to contradict. Sure. Yeah, but it's usually, I don't really, yeah, it's not that. Usually it's just kind of a, a practical things or like suggestions about how you could do it in another way. It's not that often anything kind of very um, 
you know, uh, uh, how do you call it? Mm, revolutionary or, uh, you know, that <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. over the top or really just kind of completely uh, <laughs> out there. So, yeah. I have um, something that I have been working with for a while now um, in my community is the issue of uh, racial equity and and um, so I'm bringing I'm not the only one, but I am have been bringing in um, ideas and workshops and um, things about um, like practicing responding to microaggressions and you know all this terminology microaggressions, anti-racist, a lot of terms that like push a lot of buttons, you know, people right away are, uh, they they don't want to go there. And somebody recently who has done a lot of his own research um, was talking to me about how um, since race is a construct, you know, race was a kind of a made-up idea of white people, you know, black people, um, as if there was a difference his his idea is to not um, well that when you use the the idea of race when you're talking when you're working with people you're you're just reinforcing the construct and it's it's harmful and that what we really need to do is unite and and uh, I I like the idea of uniting. I like the idea of like like let's go for the the goal, the equity goal. But I also um, I'm sensitive to the concept of anti-racism as something where if you're not working against it, if you're not objecting to the racism that's happening, then you're, you're not really helping the situation anyway. So it's been years of a lot of conflict around this and Now I think we're at a point where we actually can have a conversation because before the conversations would just blow up 
and uh, we couldn't really have them. So I would love to uh, paint a door <laughs> and give the door a name. So you can give me possibilities or distinctions if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that was a challenge. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, but I, I, I can just share what I've been, uh, no, what I've been thinking. I, I was, um, uh, these, uh, he's a philosopher, Charles Eisenstein, is it? Mm -hmm. He had this kind of lecture series about um, a political hope, it was called. And then there he talked really a lot about this kind of uh, how we should move away from uh, all this kind of war mentality, all this mentality that is us versus them. That's, that's, that is a kind of a, a big problem. Mm -hmm. And that that's something we should kind of or need to move away from. But when I I just started noticing that everywhere, you know, there's always this kind of us versus them in every group that is okay. So we're we're kind of the good guys. The other ones who think otherwise, they're the bad guys. And, right. And and how how are we supposed to move away from that? Because in every every group there is some something that is kind of I mean to get become inclusive and in, oh it's to always have openness to kind of talk and, and share and discuss. I mean that is really a difficult thing. And even, uh, I mean, there's a, a movement, uh, this kind of anti, uh, I mean, pro-democracy and anti-racism movement. And they had this um, demonstration against uh, kind of the right-wing Nazi mm -hmm. movement. And then again, I mean, there's always, I mean, can you promote democracy by demonstrating against another group? I mean, this whole I mean, situation seems <laughs> almost ab absurd. But how is this going to solve anything? How can we promote democracy by kind of saying, okay, you're bad, you should change. Mm. So yeah. it's... <laughs> Feels feels like it's such a uh, immense you know, issue, and, and and how how to start to address that? It's just kind of you know where should I start painting a door here? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. That's that's the question. And 
at this in this community i've I've been living here a long time and but I wasn't uh involved in founding in creating it. The original idea was that um, working things out, talking and taking complete responsibility that's the that's the answer. Like everybody benefits if we just keep keep at it, keep talking through. And not with the assumption that it's for everybody or that this, you know, this life is for everybody, but it's a it's a concept to work with. And um Uh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, and so um, one thing that happened was that a member of the community used the N word in a in a uh, to refer to something. He said he was as upset about something about somebody making a joke about something as some people are upset about using the N-word. And um, so he got immediate feedback right away that, you know, he, he don't use the N-word, you know, just don't say it. And he has done a lot of he said he's done a lot of um, racism work himself, and he feel, felt sure that he's not a racist. He's not out to hurt anybody, but he used the word because it, it may helped make a point. And there were some people who thought he sh should be asked to leave, told to leave. And some people who thought, we, well, we just need to talk. We need to talk. And in fact, he didn't, he didn't talk. He didn't want to talk it out. He didn't want to try to change his mind or hear what other people felt about it. He he wanted to talk, but he didn't want to listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I got I got hooked on the idea of that can't be the uh, the solution is that he has to leave. But then I was also trying to promote anti racism, and I thought maybe he has to leave. Maybe that is the only solution. So um, he ended up leaving on his own. So, but that was after a while. I don't know. I, it, the, um, some of the arguments also have been about political correctness as a problem, as a way to kind of other people, you know, like, just a new way of othering mm -hmm. like 
oh, you're not doing the right thing, the, the good thing. So, yeah, I, I think you're right that, or I think that I'm glad you brought Eisenstein in because I know he does have a lot to say about the more more beautiful world we know is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love, I mean, I, I don't know if this is my, um, my rescuer, my low drama, fear, or my high drama magician, I just, I want to, I want to paint that door. I want to make something that we can, you know, a doorway we can all go through together or entertain or something, some way to look at it and together but it's it probably isn't possible it's probably like no everybody's got their own way of looking at it it's but i like at the end it says you know two things in life bullshit and nothing so what's what is the useful bullshit here to keep at it i guess not useful bullshit is deciding that certain people are wrong, I guess, or certain uh, that there's only one right way. I don't know. Any other thoughts on that? I, I love that you brought that in. Yeah, uh, but isn't it really, I mean, I hear a lot of things, I mean, in these study groups and that you know, there's, there isn't right and there isn't wrong. So, yeah, but <laughs> in, in a way, I mean, in that discussion do you described, uh, wasn't it it couldn't be kind of described as a, a low drama and just kind of to yeah to right. kind of uh, maybe have a meta conversation about the conversation that this is you know is it is really i mean is it uh, is it leading anywhere i mean is is there what what will be the end of that discussion what that would be you know, useful or fruitful to somebody or is it just kind of you know like people trying to prove themselves right mm -hmm. or you know, groups of people that are trying to prove the other group wrong yeah yeah the, um, the other day somebody when we were talking about it um 
somebody said he was against, he didn't like this political correctness. And somebody else said, it's not a political issue. It's a human rights issue. And he didn't have a lot more to say about it, but I, I wanted to hear more. Like, I don't know how it cannot be a political issue, but I'm interested, you know, if maybe mm. that maybe it's like I think of polit political as having to do with people, like everything yeah. about that. But maybe if it's just if it's about human rights, it's more of a spiritual thing. But even that isn't gonna be a universal not everybody relates yeah. spirituality. I like the idea of having a meta conversation about the conversation and maybe enter, uh, introducing the low drama. I mean, most people know about it. Just don't call it that. Um, and looking for a way to, you know, how can the sadness and the anger and the fear be transformed about this situation that we're in ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I uh, realized. I mean, I um, I live through my head a lot still, and I realize I'm I'm saying all these things, but if I actually should do them myself, I would be completely terrified. About <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, okay, let's just have a conversation about this conversation. I mean, <laughs> be a really terrifying situation. Although, I mean, in theory, I am kind of, yeah, this is the way, this is the way. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, this group does, like, does talk about how it talks about things, mm -hmm. at least sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's bringing it into consciousness is a, it's, it takes a lot of holding. Mm -hmm. After I went through the, um, after I took the ETB training um, over a year ago or something around a year ago, I, um, I went through a period of about a month of being so present that I, these meetings that we have as, as we have meetings five days a week in my community for like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. And something had shifted in me to so much that I was able to um, immediately 
tap into the energy, tune into the people who needed to speak, say some things myself, but but just so grounded that people were asking me to facilitate, which had never happened. <laughs> I, in, I had lived in another community where I facilitated often, but this was more high level when I moved here. And uh, I, I had a lot of, yeah. anyway, it was very different. And I didn't feel at ease in that role. And this time I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to do this. It was like, okay, like, here I am. It was a, it was an amazing feeling. And, um, and people responded to it, like, when I'm reactive, when I'm in the low drama and I'm trying to rescue somebody or persecuting the person who's trying to persecute, it's like, you know, people have a reaction to me. They just don't want to deal with my reactivity, of course. So once I could, you know, I could put that aside for a little while, but it was, it was awesome. <laughs> so what happened? I mean, what changed? What, what made it kind of disappear or? Well, my, what happened one thing that happened was somebody who had been away for a month came back and that person I had uh, had a history of uh, just not not having good communication oh you know yeah power struggles and so when this person came back, I got a lot more um, into my into my low drama. I guess in PM terminology, I my gremlin no, I don't even know how to say it. it if my gremlin took over or like I felt like I didn't have enough grounding to hold that energy to, to mm -hmm. keep that energy. And it actually, I think I, lost interest in possibility management for a little while. I mean, I was interested, but I I didn't, I got demotivated. Like I had that first great experience and then, ah, 
Yeah, temporary rewards. Then um, my friend Patricio is right down the street, and he kept going. And we, we, I think he had already started, and he wanted to. Anyway, he had a lot to offer and he offered it to me. So I got to help. I got to have some firsthand uh, of his, what he was getting out of it. And then he was holding space for me. At some point I was like, okay, let's try this again. Let's jump, jump in and do that full responsibility thing. <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. Is there anything else that you want to say? or think about or like a, even a little problem that's happening today or these days? Yeah, I could just uh, share. I mean, I, I have a, I went into this kind of a liquid state about my uh, uh, there was this group with about responsibility in the WhatsApp group, new one. And then I was starting to uh, think about, I mean, I tend to be the one who volunteers to do things and I kind of join different groups and take on responsibilities. And then uh, or at home too and in and, and, all kinds of places actually but then in some certain situations I really kind of feel um, I mean the reason to join the group is not always uh, the same I just realized that if I join a group uh, and kind of have a wish that that would include me in I mean make me part of the, the group then I tend to kind of just feel disappointed after a while when I don't kind of feel included or feel like a part of it and that that was something I was really kind of having a, a emotional reaction about how, how do I kind of distinguish when it is really I mean to kind of not join just because I want to be know to get that oh it's so good that you're here and you know if if, the, if that's the reason i joined the group then i shouldn't join the group that oh. i should join you know to, to take responsibility when i kind of want to you know without any kind of expectations but then I, if i have some expectations when i'm joining a group then it's kind of bound to fail because uh, I will not I'm I'm going to look for something and I'm not probably going to get it. Mm. 
Yeah. So that was a issue I had <laughs> this weekend. Why do I keep on? Why why do I join everywhere? I mean, I, should I? Well, is it, should I stop or is it or why? why? <laughs> so that was a something I'm really trying to figure out. Hmm. This, do I have this kind of hidden again the agenda about something? Hmm. When is it really uh, my being, and when is it really kind of a gremlin thing to to kind of take on a responsibility just to kind of be seen as the responsible uh, good citizen right yeah or to get the the rewards the um, positive response yeah yeah, yeah. How do you feel when you get the positive response? Uh, it doesn't really, I mean, it's, it doesn't actually feel that. much i mean i kind of uh, uh of course it makes me uh yeah that's good <laughs> what does it make me feel um this is this kind of the, the mixed feeling in a way, I'm kind. Of, I'm glad that I kind of am appreciated, but in a way, I'm kind of sad to uh, sad in a way that I feel I'm kind of uh, wasting energy on something. That is, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, if it's a group where, where that, that I joined just to kind of get approval or to kind of feel like to get that kind of uh, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> then it uh, then I get yeah I, I, I feel kind of sad because I realized I'm kind of just wasting time I could be doing something more useful <laughs> it, it sounds just from talking with you before that you feel like you're spread very thin is that I, I is that part of the sadness or is it true well, yeah 
Yeah, it, it might be. Yes, it's still this kind of, I, there's so much of this little girl that just wants to like, can I just be with you? I want to play a game. <laughs> I want I wanted to play. I want to play with you. You know, I want to be part of the, the gang. And then there's always that same kind of feeling of sadness. If, if that if that's the reason behind the, the joining. Hmm. There was something I was listening to um, with Clinton and I don't know if it was a the Radiant Joy Brilliant Love or something else but um, there was something about feeling invited and and or not feeling invited and Clinton was saying everybody you're invited like to everything like just assume that you're invited and then oh I can't I'd, I mean I think his point was that it's not a good use of energy to wonder if you're invited or to not go because you don't know if you're invited. But if you include yourself, you're, you're included. So I'm just curious if that has any, if there's anything about Wondering if you're welcome. Yeah, I actually I think I listened to that to that session too, and I think that was kind of what triggered my my kind of emotional reaction to it. You kind of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of that that I kind of I kind of wait around to be invited <laughs> or to feel invited. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, it's a strong. I guess that's a strong gremlin pull, right? Mm -hmm. wow. No, they didn't wink at you. They didn't pat you on the back they you know like stay here don't don't step into unknown territory maybe i don't know because yeah. you're also saying that it's you're sad when you do join i guess right Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess if I join because I feel alone, then then I feel sadness. Wow. But if I join because I feel it's important or I want want to kind of take responsibility, then it's then it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
was it so with this group when you took on the, the responsibility? No, I, I actually, yeah, no, I, I really wanted to <laughs> take on this responsibility. And then I, I feel really strangely responsible for everything here. Even if it's really kind of maybe not, it's not supposed to be my responsibility, but still I kind of take take responsibility for this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It seems good to notice the distinction between yeah. something you really want to be mm -hmm. in and then something where you're not sure or Yeah, it's yeah, it's really uh, kind of that distinction I came to these last days that uh, yeah, if if I if I kind of uh, I want to get approval, I want to kind of uh, feel like I belong or feel like I'm a part of this kind of. community then usually it's not the right it's not a good good enough reason to join perhaps but to really kind of feel sort of step step back and you know feel mm -hmm. do I really want this or is it something I you know I I do just to kind of uh, for some reason feel I should do. There's some it kind seems of like out, yeah. the responsibility group is a perfect place for, for that yeah. dilemma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I should join the responsibility group. That would be the responsible thing to do. Um. Are you, it, tell me about it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I noticed it, so. Yeah, it was actually something that was created after that, that study group about, you know, feeling invited and, you know, taking oh, really? oh. You know, the different levels of responsibility. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they discussed that in the call and then it was yeah. created this, uh, so it has just been a f this week, I think, or a few days. Oh, wow. This group, so. So, um. what why let's see is there any um useful bullshit reason for telling for joining the responsibility group that you have um <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just want to, uh, I want to learn. So I'm just kind of involving myself in all the different types of 
groups within possibility management just to to learn because it's I, I learn so much more when I uh, listen and, and talk in groups compared to just kind of reading about it there's so many so much you know get so many questions that you know nobody answers if I just sit alone <laughs> and, and read read all these pages right yeah mm. Yeah, I mean, I can identify very much with, I think this would be good, and how will it fit into my life now? I, you know, like what, you know, waking up at four in the morning, it's like, it's kind of interesting. And <laughs> I, I have been able to sleep the last several times and this time not, but um, the, yeah, I agree that just how much is happening. It's so dynamic, like mm -hmm. groups are forming and yeah. all the WhatsApp chats and the, it's just, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit much. I, I had to finally, I found out how to turn off my what's up sound because mm -hmm. it was like beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> just... And so now I read it when I, you know, when I have time, it's a, uh -huh. it, it's a kind of an adjustment to the new, all this information coming in and, putting it into practice, but it, it still, it has to, f something has to give, something has to change in order to put myself into everything that's available or everything that I'm interested in. I mean, Patricio, he was, um, he really wanted to go to possibility lab and that was in, you know, Portugal or Spain. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he, and he, you know, he doesn't have huge amounts of money, but he was like, I'm going to do this. I'm, you know, it's that important. And he, he has altered his life around it. Now he's working part time, so he can do more. It's like, wow, he is changing his life so that he can become a possibility trainer, manager, etc. And I'm probably I'm not going in that direction at that level, but I have. I do think that I would I want I want this training. I want to 
learn what I can and participate and be involved and at least support trainers if I am not going to be a trainer. But I can imagine being a, a coach. Anyway, and, you know, I have to not, I have to look at what, how, how it will change my life. I think I, I want to look at that because I value a lot of things in my life. Like my relationship. I have, I, that, you know, it needs a certain amount of time. It's not a huge amount, luckily, but <laughs> you know, the minimum, it needs that. And uh, he's very supportive. So that's great. But I, I think it's a little daunting to take part in everything that's offered. Yeah. And yet it's invite, it's also kind of like, Oh, I wonder what that is going to be like. Like Patricia is working on the gremlin club. And I thought, oh, that would be good. <laughs> and I haven't done the fear club. And I felt like I I did the rage club, but I would like to, I, I didn't. And I joined a 333 group, but I never showed up for that. And I, th I feel like I missed this opportunity. And... Um, while I was doing the Rage Club to, you know, do my homework, do the mm -hmm. 333 homework. Have you done the Rage Club? No. No? Oh. And, uh, you know, a lot of shoulds, a lot of bullshit um, that doesn't help because it is what it is. What I, I I can I can put myself through a low drama just just in not doing my homework or you know not not taking in enough each day studying. I like those um, phrases about distinctions. From this other viewpoint, you can see that. And recently somebody was uh, on one of the calls. I. I I think it was the radiant joy, brilliant love. And she was dressed in a, in an outfit. And she said she was a, a sorceress or something. 
and you know like the, these new identities is what I assume this came out of and and she held herself in this very regal way and she felt she looked grounded and centered and adorned and I liked that I I didn't uh, I didn't feel like that would ever be me but I liked witnessing that somebody decided to take it on take on that role or that identity I have a really strong voice that says not you <laughs> never you and then another like a, a vision that's interesting there's a voice and there, there's a vision of like yeah no I've done it I know I think there's a lot of possibility there the, and the, of course I had I had this short experience and but I knew kind of what it felt like to be present and and feeling like everybody felt it also um so what was I saying oh yeah but the voice is really loud I have a lot of stage fright. I have a lot of this problem of talking really slow. I have a lot of guilt. <laughs> I have um, kind of um, just like just too much mm -hmm. so Um, I'm wondering about your role in the responsibility group and whether you can distinguish that from your role in, in this group. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just kind of one of the participants in the whatsapp group i don't really have any kind of a, a lead, leading part in that oh it's just whatsapp yeah it's just WhatsApp. oh okay yeah. i did see that yeah well, there was talk that there, sh there would be some kind of a online meeting at some point mm. but i don't think they have put out any dates on that yet 
Bam. Yeah, it's kind of uh, every time I feel this kind of uh, uh, um, confused. I mean, this kind of uh, is this leading anywhere? Kind of <laughs> uh, sadness and fear. Kind of really always remember Clinton has this saying that this is not the looking good club. This is the learning club. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> so it's we're not supposed to it's it's going to be messy <laughs> we're going to make mistakes and but yeah so that's learning that's good that's good i'm glad you said that i mean i i, I believe it i i was listening to um i think the most recent learning path recording a trainer path and uh, I'm amazed that they let that, that they're, you know, share the recording and the feedback that people were getting was intense. I mean, it was like very direct and very, okay, go, try it again. You know, like, I like that um, beep, go just the idea that, okay, you did it that way and there was these issues with that. Now, try again. I like that, but I, and I'm also like, oh no, I'm just gonna feel bad about myself. I'm just gonna go there. And uh, I've learned a lot and I, I struggle with not thinking I'm good enough. So, so what? <laughs> I'm still alive. So I don't know, but it would, it really, it struck me. The feedback was intense. I was thinking of um, Star Wars, you know, Luke Skywalker being trained by Yoda. <laughs> Just like, so hard. Okay. Anyway, do you think uh, maybe this is a good time to sign off? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, it was lovely having a um, having a spark with you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, see you next week. Yeah. Bye, Annika. Bye, bye, Leslie.